Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Icon Icon. And as always, Icon is powered by Icon Plus. And our, my co-host, Iconographer, how are you going? Not too bad, how about yourself? I'm great, I'm great. Another day, another dollar I'd like to say. Although, just before we started record, a massive dump started in the market. Oh, what a great way to kick off the news day. <laughs> It's just every time, every time we get close to two, going above, back above two dollars again. It's either, uh, either, either Bitcoin decides to take a dump, or you know, some FUD gets pushed out, or Bitcoin decides to take a dump again, or something else. So, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe by the time folks are listening to this, that we've surpassed that two dollar mark and are off and running. Because uh, my sense and kind of talking to some other folks in the community is that once once we kind of breach that and and clear all that out and all those sellers get um, taken out. We'll uh, hopefully hopefully make a nice little run, but we'll see. Yes, cannot wait for that. So, as as uh, as we continue to play with our show format today, we are coming to you with strictly the news. There's plenty of news to talk about, so we thought we'd just really uh, focus on that and and um, give our views on and our takes on everything that's happening with the Icon ecosystem. So, first off, we had Icon. Um, who did we have run a recent AMA iconographer? Who? It was uh, Icon Penis held a uh, uh, AMA with Scott Smiley and Ricky Dodds, uh, both of them uh, well known within the Icon uh, ecosystem. I guess you could say Scott Smiley is with ICX Station, and Ricky Dodds is, I believe, head of strategy and marketing. I think that's his title uh, with the Icon Foundation itself. So um, they're obviously, you know, other than maybe men, probably as tied into to Icon as any. As, more tied into Icon than anyone else. Uh, so it was really nice that they were able to spend some time doing an AMA with the community on Telegram. Yes, and you know, you may think, oh, but they were the last few podcasts, they've done an AMA here, there, the Scott was on a podcast with us. And you are right. However, the great thing about getting them on over and over again, you can keep asking them variations to certain questions and eventually they just keep letting out a little bit more news about that topic or time has passed where they can kind of start talking about it a lot more. So um, we wanted to talk through some of the topics, the questions, some great questions were asked in that AMA and um, some great answers were delivered. So uh, one of the first ones uh, was BTP. Again, there was focus on um, BTP by Scott and he made mention and I really like this um, that he wanted to have his personal goal was to have Icon connected to more blockchains than any other in the industry by the end of 2021 that's quite a statement there isn't it Icon Grapher? yeah you know I think I think Scott recognizes there's danger in over promising and under delivering so I don't think he would uh, say that you know just to kind of create hype and not feel like he could follow up on, on something like that so you know even if, even if that is accomplished but if we're still close and if we're you know that's still well well in advance of where we're at today because the technology isn't quite done yet um but you know one of the things he also mentioned too is you know we we kind of we obviously focus on the tech side of things of of the 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 number of new features and opportunities that btp will provide by creating that true interoperability between other chains but he had kind of mentioned that there's this aspect of it of a it's a creates a community of communities uh which you know in a certain way i, I kind of harken back to sesame seed which is kind of another example of this for those of for those who have followed that project and its integration with Icon. But basically, you know, all of a sudden, Sesame Seed added Icon to its uh, staking model and everyone who held Seed, uh, which 
now you know if you hold seed you get a slice of icon you can redeem it uh they all of a sudden you know overnight became essentially icx bag holders uh so they you know without even purchasing it or anything like that uh they got brought into the community now you know th there's a there's a handful of people who are from sesame seed that all you know chat with here and there and they'll ask questions about icon and you know when when the icon price was surging the other day everyone was really excited so you know take that model and replicate it across many other chains who now all of a sudden you know they'll wake up and say oh wow now all of a sudden you know we can we can move our tokens from x chain to icon you know all of a sudden they're going to start getting a little more interested in, in our project and they to a certain extent become stakeholders in it because now they have really good access to uh, you know, the, the various applications and products and tokens and everything else that we have going on. So uh, it really it really can replicate the, the size of, the, of our community very quickly over time. Obviously, there's going to be that core, you know, that core base of Iconis, but, uh, you know, there's going to be almost you know, a, a network of nodes to other communities that'll kind of directly and indirectly become part of the Icon community as well. So I think it, it, as, as powerful as the forces as community can be in crypto, I think that's a really uh, important thing to think about. Yeah, and, and you know, he did um, really call out that there were two specific uh, chains in mind where there have been actually actively started development for the BTP integration. So that that's exciting to hear. Let's let's hope one of them is Ethereum. Um, but... Yeah, I'm sure we'll see we'll see many guesses of uh, which two they are <laughs> over the next few weeks and months. I'm sure. Yep, yep. And a, a couple other quick callouts he made. Um, this is more for the dev aspect, the Java virtual machine. Um, apparently, it's a huge step up from the current Python-based contracts. Uh, I know uh, late on in the week we're going to have Andrew on the show talking about his de dev experience for the new CPS proposal that put forward for the metrics app. Um, should have framed that question to him, but we'll have him back on the show and ask him what, what that means for the dev community. Um, then better economics. Okay, this is a good one. I, I felt it was a great question that got asked. So um, there was a question asked, well, Scott actually went broke down that he's keen for Icon 2.0 to come out because uh, that will enable the real final fine tuning of the tokenomics that is for the Icon ecosystem around ICX. Because as you know, we get staking rewards and P reps get rewards and etc. And and this all this comes out of somewhere, which is block rewards and inflation. So uh, there has been constant changes as we evolve to kind of fine tune that and land in a good place for inflation for the entire ecosystem. So there was a lot of commentary around this and and how uh, he wanted to uh, tackle it with Icon 2.0. Did you have any thoughts around this iconographer? Yeah, I think I think it's something that kind of, you know, there was some discussion about it when it first kind of got proposed and pushed out. Um, but, you know, at some point there's gonna be a transition to kind of how, how we look at inflation and it's not going to be right now. It's kind of set in stone based on what the P rep rewards are and what the voter rewards are. Uh, those are and soon to be the CPS rewards. But there's going to be, you know, as we move to a new uh, tokenomic system via Icon 2.0, you know, it, it'll be really, really in the hands of P reps to essentially decide how much inflation there is, and and basically deciding it. And there'll be four categories that'll that inflation will kind of, I guess you could say, fund. One of them is the P reps. One of them is the voters. Uh, one of them is the relayers who will uh, help Icon 2.0 operate, and the other category is CPS. So there's going to be a question of okay, how much how much inflation do we want going towards each of those categories? 
And at the same time, how much total inflation are we willing to deal with or tolerate or, or whatever it is? So there'll be, there'll be a balance, a balance there. You know, obviously if you cut P rep awards too much, then all of a sudden, you know, even just running a node might become too expensive. Uh, mm. In which case, then you then you deprive incentive of it. At the same time, you know how much you have to. You kind of he kind of alluded to, or explained how how much do we really want to reward P reps for above and beyond voters? You know, voting is relatively low activity. It doesn't take a whole lot of work, but it does take some thought and diligence. Running a node obviously takes a lot more. The question is, how much more value and how much more effort is is that worth compensating? Right. So that's one question. Uh, the other is, you know, let's see how the CPS goes. If it if it really goes gangbusters and it feels like it brings a lot more to the Icon network, maybe it's worth investing a little bit a little bit more there mm. at the cost of uh, P rep boards or something like that. Um, and the same goes for the relayers. You know, we'll get more details on exactly how those will work and what that will require. But it's not going. I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, I think you know. I imagine the community is going to have certain expectations and things like that. So it'll be a delicate process to figure that out. Just because you know, I think I don't. I don't think voters are going to want to see their rewards cut, uh, and I don't think anyone likes inflation, uh, especially mm. based on some of the the debates we've had in the past. And so it'll really come down to okay, if if we're not if we want to cut inflation, but we don't want to cut voter rewards where else are we going to trim? Um, and maybe it's decided, hey, we're willing to tolerate inflation because we think it'll help help things grow over the future. Um, that'll be, you know, we can go in that direction too. So it'll it'll require a lot of uh, sharp thinking by P reps and a lot of engagement by the community. Fortunately, we have a lot of time to resolve that and figure that out. Uh, but that's something that I hope, I hope people start thinking about uh, soon. Yep, agree. Then one of the other points, and this this was consistent in the AMA, you know, was about how do we go onboarding more devs and teams and essentially supporting them as well. So to, to this point, we saw that, again, they mentioned that they were in the process of onboarding a relationship lead as well from a dev perspective uh, to help broaden the developer resources, tutorials, and all that kind of stuff that goes along with that. Um, it, 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 they made mention as well that obviously with Icon 2.0 that is they're launching it and they want to ensure it's got the right support to succeed and the part of that was they uh, they mentioned Parrot9 the P-Rep that has been working on balance they're, they're in the process of improving the documentations for, for the devs along with um, what was the last thing setting up hackathons and um other things to attract more devs to the ecosystem and i know this is something that i know i actually get contacted via message of random telegram chats people inquiring wondering is 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 you know icon doing something to attract more devs so this is a great example of a question the right questions being asked in the ama and and not not the right answers but it is the right answers, but actually action in the background. These things are currently happening to ensure that we do succeed with the Icon 2.0 launch. Yeah, and it, a lot of this stuff isn't doesn't draw headlines like you know airdrop announcements or things like that. But mm. there is important work going on, and and it is it is fairly crucial over the long term as far as attracting developers. And you know a lot of it's just making it a bit more, I guess you could say, accessible. Uh, or easy to build, easier to build on Icon. You know, so a developer will come along, and you know, maybe they're really good at developing, but they haven't built anything on Icon. And so there's there's almost always going to be questions about, hey, I want to do this. How can I interact with the blockchain in this kind of way? And so just to have uh, more bridges between them and and kind of the, the underlying documentation and code, 
and everything else like that, whether that's better tutorials or a better kind of person to serve as an interface between the two uh, who, can, who can communicate well and, and be kind of a, a support for developers, uh, things like that, you know, that's going to be, again, something that the general public and the general community isn't going to be super aware of. Uh, but if under the surface that can really get going, um, it's going to bring a, you know, it'll, it'll create the infrastructure to bring a lot more developers on beyond, beyond all the effort that's happened over the years too. It's not that, you know, icons been sleeping on, on mm. this activity or anything like that. This has all been going on for a long time, but it, you know, they're not getting complacent saying, okay, we're all done. Uh, they're, they're always working on this. Uh, and it sounds like they are, they're certainly thinking about it as well. Yeah. Okay, so the next, and this is a big one, I think two days ago, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, we had some FUD hit us. What, what, what is this? Icon Graph, I'll let you really break this down. What happened? Yeah, so there was a, you know, just kind of a cryptic headline saying Icon Loop is being the subject of a tax investigation. Um, you know, it was, a Kore- it was a Korean article, so a lot of the community was kind of... Uh, you know, left left in a bit in a fog, um, and of course, as soon as you see the word investigation, uh, I'm sure the bots pick up pick that up, and that's why you know partly why there was an immediate dump from, uh, you know, somewhere closer to two again close to two dollars uh, down all the way to I think 180 or something like that. Nice, nice, nice big red candle uh, to to enjoy to end our weekend on. Mm. But you know, so I there was you know and. It, Whenever there's these things, you know, the, there's there's a handful of people who immediately jump to the worst possible conclusion um, and think, you know, oh, the project's doomed, and you know, what's this mean, and you know, are they going to jail, and you know, all all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, and the other side, there's people who kind of brush it off as uh, as no big no big deal. Uh, I'm certainly in the latter camp. Uh, you know, I did a bit a bit of digging on it, and. I'm certainly no expert on Korean tax policy and procedures, uh, but it, it seems to me that, you know, through the process of having Icon Loop as a company, and then you have the Icon Foundation, uh, there was the, you know, the ICO in 2017. Um, there was some, you know, some funds moved around uh, in order to help fund some certain initiatives, uh, probably in order to pay pay Icon Loop for the development work they were doing kind of as a contractor. Um, and it seems to me, based on the research I've done, that there's a disagreement between what sort of information the that Icon Loop should have been proactively, uh, you know, showing the government saying, hey, here's how these transactions happen and everything like that. They're saying that because we're either a small or medium-sized business, we weren't under these requirements to disclose this information. So my sense is, uh, you know, the laws around cryptocurrency, especially in Korea, have been kind of hazy. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth. It's on one hand, you know, they've been very aggressive against exchanges. On the other, they've been really open about trying to integrate blockchain into their overall economy. So it's it's a bit murky and confusing on some fronts. But basically, I, my sense is that the, the this tax entity just wants to kind of get a sense of what they, they want to get some information from Icon Loop just to figure out how these funds moved about and just to make sure there wasn't some you know way that uh, taxes got avoided paying because of the way the payments got made or, or money moved around or whatever else it might be. Um, so, you know, again, you hear words like tax evasion and things like that. Um, but my sense is that if, if, it, if there was anything, any issue whatsoever, uh, it was certainly as a result probably of vague, uh, vague relations or, you know, basically an accident about the way the movie, the, move, the money got moved around or something like that. So, you know, I think worst case scenario, they find out that a certain amount of taxes should have been paid icon loop will pay those taxes and things will move on 
Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's the absolute worst that can happen. I think, uh, best case scenario is they, they look at it and they say, Nope, everything got done about board and correctly. Mm. Uh, we can all move on. So, you know, obviously again, investigation is kind of a scary headline, but when you really kind of dig into things and think it through, uh, it's, it's from my standpoint, it's really not that big of a deal at all. Um, and it's just kind of the, the government doing a bit more due diligence just to make sure that there weren't any improprieties. And again, it's, it's an emerging it's an emerging industry. Uh, rules are, uh, you know, vague and hard to interpret, um, and so this is all unfortunately part of that process. Yep, and and you know, we saw right away the foundation uh, call out that again the Icon Foundation is a separate entity. The public chain is a separate separate entity, and uh, again, this was taken as yeah, oh that's great, but uh, and on the flip side, it was oh my God, why are they trying to call this out? This could mean that there was something bad happening. And it's not necessarily, that wasn't the intent of the announcement. In fact, they've made it quite clear. And I think you've written an article on it, Iconographer, where identifying why it was set up separately and the the perks of it being set up in this way. And yes, it is technical. Icon Loop is a technical partner, um, but there were reasons why the public chain was created the way it has been. So it was just, reinforcing that message as well um overall it is fud it is it's part and parcel of dealing with things that come up in the crypto space because you're right it's all new and regulations and things are just forming around it so you expect this to happen during these times yeah and and, you know a bit more context the, the icon foundation is technically set up in switzerland uh there's a town there which i can't remember off the top of my head but it's it's basically trying to make itself out to be kind of a haven for for crypto companies, and so it, the the their tax regulations, uh, because when you think about an ICO, it's essentially you know someone handing you a bunch of money. Granted, it's a bunch of money to go build something, but it's someone handing you a bunch of money, um, which in most jurisdictions would just be seen as income and tax. Whereas uh, in this Swiss jurisdiction. Uh, it's a lot more lax than that, and they they recognize that this is kind of how the the crypto industry evolves. They'd rather capture part of that business rather than you know tax it into the ground. So hmm. that's why you see a lot of these foundations uh, establish themselves there. Um, so I think what happened is you know, and this is me being pretty speculative, but theoretically they say okay, you know, this Icon Foundation generated a bunch of money. They were able to do it under you know less stringent tax laws. And then some of the money moved over to Icon Loop because, you know, Icon Loop's the technical partner. Icon Loop is a company that builds blockchain technology. So it, it makes total sense that I, the Icon Foundation would hire, essentially hire Icon Loop to build out their blockchain technology. I think that's exactly what did happen. And obviously in that process, they're paying Icon Loop for that service. Now, maybe Korea looks at that and says, oh, they were able to get this money without paying taxes on it. And then it went over to this entity. And so I think they would, they just want to make sure that that was all done uh, above board and correctly. And there's, you know, whether it's adequate documentation or whatever else they mm. might be looking for. That's, that's my sense of how things are potentially playing out. Very much our speculation and based on conversations. But again, I'm just trying to paint that picture. Yep. Thank, thanks, I can grab it. That was good. Uh, well, okay. Next, next up, we have uh, Spartan Node. A bit of news around there. So uh, many, everyone knows Spartan Node, uh, the famous meme contest that went around on Twitter. God, there were some quality memes there. Um, in fact, Min Min still uses them. He did the fun piece. I think he used one of those memes, which was great to see. Um, 
but uh, particularly today, some news around their front. So we we bought you last time that they were kicking off the um, proof of momentum, which was their LDX token. Now this token was designed essentially; it got airdropped to you, airdripped um, if if you were uh, voting for them and and you had to move it around if you didn't move it around every 48 hours it would half in your wallet uh, it was uh, i think we talked about it. it was a cool concept you know and i even made this comment at the moment that's what it is to get moved around i love to see how this evolves um so what we've seen the team they've the, the guys have been working away and now they're going to be creating an NFT bazaar. Uh, so essentially a place where you can go and mint NFTs and to mint the NFTs you will have to use this particular token, the L LDX token they've created. Um, and then, you know, it'll be a marketplace, etc. that you can sell these NFTs. But they're, they're starting to put a bit more of a use case around this LDX token. Now with that in mind, uh, I think this bazaar is being created with the launch. Uh, there's been hints at Mar April perhaps so what they've done in the interim is they've frozen the uh, the burn from happening so at the moment if you you have LDX in your wallet it won't burn uh, it won't reduce by half every 48 hours until the marketplace launches that way you know there is the, the goal of the LDX token is to be used not to be hoarded in your wallet so um, they've putting a bit of a use case around it so that that should hopefully have an impact to the token any any thoughts around there iconographer yeah it's 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 nice to see you know already some innovation happening that this this idea has only been around for i think a couple of months now as mm -hmm. far as the the spartan node up and running um and you know dipping their toes in the nft game obviously we still have uh craft which has been our development for a while which is uh, essentially a, a, another mechanism to mint and uh, a marketplace for selling and trading NFTs. Uh, but certainly having more than one option is, is never a bad thing for Iconis. So uh, excited to see that up and running and another, you know, just another way to, for, to, to grow the Icon ecosystem. And uh, obviously it's nice to be that they're, you know, being generous with that LDX, cope, LDX token. Uh, and, you know, it helps them too because they gain a lot more exposure from their overall community to, to their token and obviously to their uh, to their bazaar once it's up and running. Agreed. Now, next bit, was it yesterday, Iconographer? I can't remember now. All the days merge into one. Um, did we have a new protocol? You may be part of it. I, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, we do indeed. Uh, hopefully, if you've already listened to that episode by now, uh, I, it was you know, as and radio friendly and myself uh, conducting kind of a, a joint interview. Uh, we talked about something called the Quality Exchange, which is a another DeFi pr uh, protocol that is coming onto uh, the Icon ecosystem. Um, we're looking to launch uh, sometime sometime this year, probably aiming for about quarter three. And what it is, is it is a automated market maker that specializes in trading uh, usually stable coins, but also to basically any asset that sh that trades against itself at a similar price or basically a stable price. Um, so you could have different, you know, the, the other example is wrapped BTC and REN BTC. Both are both are versions of, of Bitcoin on the Ethereum uh, network that and this, they, they trade on curve, which is what equality is kind of based off of. Uh, and they trade for the same price because they're supposed to represent Bitcoin. Obviously, same go for stable coins, whether you want to trade USDC for USDT. Um, the benefits of, of equality is essentially uh, there was very, very minimal transaction fees and very, very, very low to potentially non-existent slippage as well. Uh, meaning that, you know, you you wouldn't want to go trade a dollar and then get 99, 99 cents back. Um, 
one cent might not see a big seem like a big deal, but if you're trying to tr if you're trying to swap ten thousand dollars and you have to pay hundred dollars or more for one transaction, um, that's obviously going to start to add up a lot. So, creating a mechanism that allows that to happen uh, is really you know it'll be really helpful for Icon. I don't I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time on it on this episode because uh, there's plenty of content out there already. Whether it was the last podcast episode, uh, we have our Medium article up there as well, and I have added a chapter to the Icon DeFi guide, doing a deep dive into equality and how it works, and uh, making it really easy to ho hopefully really easy to understand uh, what exactly the project will do and and how it will benefit Icon. So we have balance, which is a merge between Maker and Synthetics. We have. Uh... OMM, which is a money market, which is like Aave and Compound. We have equality now coming into the picture, which is Curve, essentially, you know, trading like for like assets at minimal uh, with minimal fees. And there are other perks that we talked through in the podcast in detail. And I do want to call out the article was brilliant. So if you haven't read the article, definitely jump in. It actually deep dives on the examples a bit further. Um, well done, Iconographer. Uh, then, then we have one more Optimus. Is it Optimus Prime that essentially will automatically move your yield? And there's more that will come out there. But what I'm trying to call out, I is... think, uh, I think it's just Optimus. I think Optimus Prime is a, a copyright violation. So oh, just, uh, <laughs> that's how that's it. That is how I remember it, though. I just stop it off. So. <laughs> okay, Optimus. Forget about the Prime. Um, <laughs> Optimus. Yes. So you know, essentially finding you the best yield for your for your assets. Uh, and others that I haven't mentioned yet, but but you can see the picture I'm painting here. You know, the, the, these things have been in the works and they're all falling into place just at the right time. So very excited over the next six months. Okay, uh, equality, that's great. So the next one, I just wanted to do a bit of a shout out. A couple episodes uh, ago, we had Edward from Staken on the Losses Lottery. Uh, and, you know, we learned all about everything Staken's doing, but particularly what the Losses Lottery is, is a chance where you can put your ICX into a pot and you get the reward gets drawn every week. You can either win, you know, five to, depending on how much ICX is in that week. Um, and the best part is, if you don't win, you can redraw your ICX, post the staking period and keep it, or just keep going into the next future draws. So we're proud to announce Icon Plus and us here at Ion Icon are sponsoring the following week's draw and we'll, we'll get some content out about it. We've thrown a little bit extra into the pot. So if you haven't explored it already, do listen to the podcast and jump on the website and check it out. Yes, it was one of the first DeFi protocols I used on Ethereum. So I just love the idea of being able to, you know, Put some ICX here and have a random win, or I yeah, still please, don't lose any money. <laughs> please, please take our money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ah, uh, okay. Next, next thing. What have we got? There's a new wallet on the horizon. Wallet X, I mean. Now, th this is interesting. Uh, so. You know, on Ethereum, there's this, we have, well, on every protocol, your wallet has this massive address, right? And you have to either, if you don't have your wallet on your phone, keep it somewhere if you want to pass it on and make sure it's accurate, you pass everything on, because if you don't, if anyone's sending you the funds, it can get lost. So what happened was on Ethereum, they uh, they created this service called ENS Names. So essentially, it removes the address, just like your web server, instead of the 1.011, it's, you know, www.icon. Um, a similar thing with your wallet address, it is now replaced with 
your name. And um, this, this service launched on Ethereum a while back and we've got a similar service and a wallet that is going to be launching soon that essentially replaces that wallet address with the name you register. So you don't have to remember this long one. You can literally send me some ICX at uh, Crypto Setups or Icon Grapher, <laughs> some ICX or anyone for that matter. So there's a new wallet in the works. It's quite excited about this. It should simplify the entire process. What do you think, Icon Grapher? Yeah, it'll be it'll be a nice feature, and you know, I think I think part of the friction of getting people on board to crypto is yeah, they see these long wallet names, and they you know they look just by looking at them, they seem confusing because it's you know CX one two H two you know whatever whatever it is for thirty or fifty characters, and so to have something where it's just easy as hey yeah, in the same way you type in Google.com, you can send money to yeah iconographer dot whatever it might be. Hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I kind of, it's it's kind of similar in a certain sense to IconFi where it's just another tool to make it easier for the for the less uh, crypto advanced users to get into crypto. Um, I think we'll see more and more of this moving forward of just, of, of more walls coming down that are potentially preventing less tech, tech savvy people from getting, getting involved who may otherwise want to get involved. So, uh, you know, certainly not a major you know, earth shattering announcement by any means, but it's just another nice little piece of puzzle that's fallen into place. Yep. Then we also have the Icon Asset Management PREP. Now, if you haven't already, Corey had Geodude on a podcast, uh, one of the founders of that PREP team, talking through uh, what they're about and how the idea came about. And I encourage anyone who wants to learn a bit about that PREP to to listen to the podcast. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that particular topic. But uh, what, what I do, what I did want to call out is, you know, here's a team that has set up a PREP and, and we're seeing a fundamental shift on the way PREPs traditionally operated to what they're going to end up being. And in that in that stage, we've they've come up with this unique idea of essentially viewing the PREP as a fund index fund manager of sorts. And and they are, their goal is to kind of acquire various tokens in the ICON ecosystem um, and uh, distribute their government their token, which is IAM, that has a representation of the various products that they manage in this fund. So Geodude does a much better explanation of, um, you know, breakdown of what it's about. However, I wanted to call out, it it is a unique take. It's something to just explore. And um, uh, again, let's say I'm keen to see how uh, these new variations will... uh, will move once we do migrate to icon 2.0 but uh, you know what change is great uh, there's it inspires new ideas uh, we saw spartan node come in there now we've got um, asset management doing some a variation something a little bit different let's see who comes into the picture next you know uh, there they are going to be similar projects at launch i'm keen to see what happens yeah the, you know a point i've been trying to make repeatedly for a while now is that you know as as much as there was an emphasis from the start of decentralization that the p reps were you know that that the whole concept kind of around icon was this proof of contribution idea to where you know p reps should be voted on and rewarded based on the amount of contribution they're providing to icon and whether that was building dApps marketing building infrastructure uh whatever else it might have been that voters should be rewarding that activity and not voting for those who were simply running a node. 
Now it came, it came to a point where it just got determined that there was, you know, a lot of issues with that. Part of it was voter apathy. Part of it was the fact that once it, once a P rep got into the top 10 or top 22, uh, it was really hard for them to fall out because they earned more rewards, which they just used to self stake. And so, you know, it was, it was a tough decision uh, and it wasn't an easy decision, but the, the community eventually rallied around the, this, it's a gradual shift toward a new model that basically looks at P reps more as uh, node operators. Obviously, there is still some, you know, th th there's an expectation of a bit more involvement than your standard iconist in, in contributing to icon. But that being said, you know, I'll still see people pop up and say, you know, why are people voting for P reps that aren't doing anything? Or, or you know, we really need to, sh you know, everyone needs to vote for con contributing P reps or whatever else it might be, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, you know, it's it, it sometimes comes from a bit of a negative light, uh, and and because you know running a node itself is is an important task, and being competent at it is is, is really critical for the network. Um, so you know, I think this all kind of has evolved to where there's a lot of uh, you know disappointment in the I, I, maybe not disappointment, but I guess frustration about the number of P reps that are doing some sort of reward sharing uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, just because, you know, there was this there was this movement against vote buying again back at the early start of decentralization as a violation of that, you know, proof of contribution idea. Again, as we moved away from it, there was a kind of a, uh, a recognition that, you know, that if we're not basing it on contribution, um, then uh, maybe, you know, allowing some sort of give back or sharing rewards would, would be permissible. And so we're obviously seeing more and more teams do it. I, I think the first one to officially do it would have been Sesame Seed. Mm. Uh, we've then seen uh, Meninix, I hope I think I pronounced that right, has uh, also done it, uh, as well as Spartan Node. Uh, IconBet is doing some some form of reward yeah. sharing as well, and obviously the uh, Icon Asset Management P rep. And so, you know, to a certain extent, I'll, in some in some ways, some of these are a little sophisticated. Other other reward programs aren't necessarily as much, but I think what's going to be interesting to see over the coming months and years potentially is it's it's going to be hard to get voted into the top unless you're providing some value beyond just the icx staking mm. um and to me i see that as a plus because as as the p rep awards have been going down and it's it's getting relatively less lucrative to be a p rep now as the icx price goes up you know it's a little bit of a different equation but you know in order to give back to enough of your voters to make them want to vote for you It'll be it'll be it'll become a lot more competitive in the sense that, you know, anyone can just give back fifty percent. It's a pretty straightforward math problem, um, and so if if everyone's doing that, then nobody's really standing out. So the question becomes, how do you innovate a bit more? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to create a reward sharing token or reward sharing model, uh, you have to start getting really creative and innovative, and and more importantly, in a way that you know creates additional value, without, you know. Uh, without detracting from value, otherwise you have to you have to basically create more value for the ecosystem in order to pass it along. So, you know, I think in, in the context of this, um, with the Icon Asset PREP, you know, they're going to be working on essentially, you know, building a fund, uh, investing to a certain extent in certain Icon tokens, projects, whatever else it might be, uh, to over time increase the value of that token, which which the token itself gives you a redemption value to yeah. part of that fund. Um, and so I think over time, you know, I'm optimistic thinking that more and more heroes will pop up with more novel ideas on how, you know, if we if, 
if they're just giving out, a, you know, you can't just give out a token and expect it to have value. It, it needs to be tied to something, uh, something else of value in one way, shape or form. And so, you know, we might start to see some pretty interesting projects pop up, even just watching, you know, with Spartan node, they're obviously pivoting it a little bit because they realize that, you know, maybe doing, doing it this way and tying it to this NFT bizarre, uh, doing these airdrips or airdrops, uh, I'm not sure officially <laughs> what, what they've, what they've determined it to be. Um, but you know, that itself is, is a sign of innovation as well. And, and potentially a recognition that, uh, you know, there, there needs to be some evolution in order to keep, in order to stay competitive in this. Um, but, so, you know, I, I, I looked at, I look at optimistically. I know some people are still kind of disappointed that it's going in this direction, but, um, I think the system in order, you know, I, the incentives are aligned for creating value, uh, nonetheless. So I, I think it's, I think it's a positive, a positive move. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the, the particular P-reps now that have come in, they're, they're adding value to the ecosystem. We still got, thanks to Sesame Seed, you know, we got the Unified Protocol that launched. Spartan Node are doing with the LDX now, the, you know, the NFT bazaar. Well, that's brilliant. Great. We've got some tie in here. You know, um, uh, the asset management, Geodude, they, they've been working together. They're, they're investing in the Icon ecosystem, you know, uh, TAP, uh, soon Balance, soon various other uh ecosystems coins will be in this portfolio that's great and I'm, I'm i can't wait to see what comes next and and one other part that people may not realize is you know we got DeFi launching once DeFi launches a lot of a lot of ICX, rather than being staked to individual P-reps, will go through these DeFi protocols and then the DAOs will vote for where this gets distributed and voted to. So so this is what I mean. The ecosystem is constantly going to be evolving. You can try variations as long as everyone's building together. And I keep bringing home this point. We build, everyone's going to be better for it. And, and uh, currently, the, the guys are building. Everyone's building. A lot of the P-reps as well that currently depended unfortunately on the old model that we're building maybe struggling at the moment but uh, i do believe with again DeFi launching and things like that we should see a bit more of that order restored and cps is there to kind of you know fix that problem and help there so i want to let, let's pin it there uh, i think the conversation around this if you're new listening it's more around creating that um creating shedding some light to the to this atmosphere and uh, that's that's been created um and and viewing it more as a positive thing and let, let's work through what the next six months is going to show us um and on that note the next topic i wanted to talk through cps so the proposal systems launched at the moment i think there's one more day to get the proposals in before it switches on to a voting period and we have eight proposals currently in there and I have to say, I've actually gone through these proposals, majority of them, and they're great proposals. There's, we got um, completely unique use cases that um, people want to create, uh, uh, put through in these proposals, um, upgrade to certain apps. We've got um, a couple of marketing initiatives. Um, I like the Spartan bots in there as well. Believe it or not, I used to follow that Twitter bot and I thought it was the smartest dude there commenting, didn't realize it was a bot. <laughs> So um, yeah, there's quite a bit in the CPS um, proposal. What about what are you? What are your thoughts, Iconographer, looking at that? Yeah, well, you know, I think when it when CPS initially launched, uh, you know, there were only a couple three pro, couple three proposals. So I was getting a, getting a little bit I don't say nervous, but uh, you know, I was I was slightly concerned that there weren't more. But uh, you know, it's kind of 
kind of reminds me of how P-Reps were that, you know, once the network launched, there were only, you know, I think it was 25 or 30 different P-Rep candidates. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a super high, high number for a couple months there. Um, and there was some, you know, concern growing that, oh, you know, not enough people care about icon and and you know of course standard fud uh, the the price action at the time didn't necessarily help with that uh but it's one of those things where you know not everyone's lined up at the gate ready to go from day one uh putting forth the the effort it takes to put a put a polished proposal together and i think there's some trial and error going on here where people people will submit a proposal and then realize oh maybe it's not as complete or well thought out as we thought it would be um, or there's people probably watching from the sidelines wanting to see kind of how things play out. So, mm. um, you know, we're the number of proposals is growing, uh, not necessarily by the day, but certainly by the week. And so I think we'll see more and more momentum as, as people get a more aware of the, of the, of the system being out there. We're certainly going to try to do work to, to spread that awareness as well. Um, but also just a sense of how it works, you know, what's been successful, what's getting funded, the best way to craft a proposal, uh, all that other good stuff. So, um, you know, there's early momentum is a little slower than I would like. But as I as I remember with the P reps, uh, you know, now we're up to well over 100 um, and new ones are still popping up every once in a while. So I don't I don't think we'll have any uh, any shortage of products. Uh, I'm sorry, proposals uh, the over the long term. So it's it's certainly a positive development as far as I can tell. Yeah, and and one real important point uh, may have been lost, and particularly if teams are listening to this podcast, because I do know many people do, and we're very grateful. Uh, the CPS fund, obviously, when Icon 2.0 comes out, the inflation is where the, how the fund will grow. But in the interim the foundation will keep topping up this fund every month. So at the moment, we've got 250,000 ICX. That's ICX, not dollars. ICX in there. That's double, 500 grand right now. Well, close to. Um, (laughs) But every month, it will get topped up. So uh, yes, we should be on the side of caution, but at the same time, uh, let's see those projects that are unique, that that especially if they have different... the teams have existing dApps on other chains and they're wanting to bring it onto Icon, let's get in there, let's support them, let's bring them on in the journey. Once we have them on Icon, they may start making new dApps on Icon, you know. um, We want to encourage this and there there will be more CPS funding. So this is really important to remember and and I think that 250,000 figure that looms on the top right uh, left-hand corner of the CPS page, um, once you start seeing the proposals come through with the funding amounts and various have want a bit more money than others um it starts becoming daunting oh my god we don't have much left but that's not the case the the foundation's network the foundation's rewards monthly rewards majority of that will go back into the cps fund that's what they've communicated so uh, i expect that to be topped up very soon and and we'll have the new round of proposals so yeah just wanted to call that out i, I feel I didn't realize that until uh, two weeks ago where I read something and I thought this is a really good call out for everyone. Every iconist should know. So our goal should be to to enable these projects. If their plans aren't thorough and detailed, let's ask for that detail so that they can then get these proposals and we can get in there sponsoring them and start seeing them come to the icon blockchain. Absolutely. Great. Uh, I feel like I had many Fez rants, you know, <laughs> apologize, but uh, there were a few points I wanted to get across and it may not be, uh, I guess some people have been dealing with all sides of it, so I may not be seeing the full picture and, and I, I admit that, but at the same time, at the end of the day, we all want um, 
you know, we want a thriving ecosystem with many options for everyone, and and that that's all I all I want as well. So, um, that's all I have on the news, Iconographer. Any final closing points? Yeah, you know, I think it was a rel- you know relatively active week. Some for some good reasons, and obviously some bad reasons. But uh, you know, we're we're coming into a point now where. Uh, as part of that AMA that we talked about earlier, Ricky Dodds had pointed out that he thought the next three to six months would be probably the most busy and active of the Icon ecosystem thus far. Um, and based on the everything that's lined up and, and supposed to launch soon uh, and, pretend, and whatever is unannounced as well, uh, it's certainly shaping up that way. So, um, you know, I think compared to how things were in 2018 and 2019 and to a certain extent part of 2020, uh, it's getting really, really hard to keep track of everything. Thing. Um, you know, a lot of news here, a lot to digest, uh, but it doesn't look like things are slowing down at all. So we'll we'll have to spend even more time doing all the research and, and talking through things. But uh, that's certainly a good thing in, in my mind. <laughs> I know. Uh, where my day job is is slowing down my progress on reporting the Icon news. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Look, that's all I have as well. I think um, as usual, if you like what we're what we're doing, what we're presenting. If there's particular topics you want us to break down, let us know. But subscribe, hit that like button, share this around. Um, And once again, thank you for tuning in.